With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My apologies, I got cut off. <laughs> Got a door for it is 
calms the storm And all the times he calls his child Thank you. 
Good afternoon, everyone. This is your call to worship for the second Saturday in July. It's July the 13th, 2019. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust him. Again, good evening, good afternoon, depending on your time zone. Greetings on behalf of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black, to all of our members and our regular listeners and our new listeners. We're delighted to have you here with us this evening, and thank you for carving out some time and a portion of your Saturday afternoon to be with us. God welcomes you into his presence. Learn to grow and to serve. Now, this house of worship, this ministry, of hope, encouragement, and purpose was planted just for you, for targeted individuals in North America and indeed around the world, uh, to be able to spiritually serve and serve as a source of hope and encouragement just for you. So throughout this worship service, we hope that that is done for you. We hope to lift you up and to provide encouragement for you to be able to go just a little bit further throughout this week, to be able to be refreshed and renewed until we meet again this time next Saturday. So again, thank you for being here. And don't forget to invite another TI to come to worship with you again next Saturday. Now this evening, Our worship team serving today will include our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black, and this evening, Minister Juanita Purdy will deliver the preach word. 
So we're asking that you pray for her as she prepares to deliver a word from the Lord. Elder Carolyn Cunningham will serve as our capable worship leader, and she will also uh, extend our invitation to giving. Our talk show manager today, as always, is Sister Helena Thompson, and Sister Helena spends untold hours selecting our beautiful music, recorded music. Sister Cheryl Miller Harvey serves as the assistant talk show manager, and she uh, is responsible for scheduling all of the calls for all of our events, whether throughout the week or on Saturdays. So she's always available uh, to make sure that they're open and for muting and unmuting and uh, for that type of activity. So we appreciate both of these, these young ladies. Now today, our altar prayer will also be led by Sister Helena Thompson. And Sister Kim Straub will extend the invitation to discipleship today on our behalf. Now, as a reminder for our upcoming events for the week, please join us this coming Wednesday night for what we call our Wednesday Night Live Small Group Bible Study. We'll be continuing in our study of From Possessing the Gates of the Enemy book by Cindy Jacobs. And our subject this coming uh, Tuesday will be the gift of intercession. That will be Wednesday, July the 17th. That's the gift of intercession. So the study actually has already begun and will be uh, going through October the 2nd. So we changed the date on that. I forgot and left off one of the weeks. So it's actually going through October the 2nd. And as a complement to the study, we will also be having our Wednesday fast that will be uh, from sunrise to sunset each Wednesday through October the 2nd. Now, please follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. If you're not able to fast from food or drink, please uh, follow, follow the leading of the Holy Spirit to determine how you can participate in the fast, especially if you have health concerns but we always want to continue to focus on God and uh, seek a closer walk with him, to draw closer to him uh, during this fast. Pastor Millicent continues to seek your participation in our early morning weekday prayer call, intercessory prayer call. That's Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Friday mornings. Our scheduled start time is 6.30 a.m. Eastern Time, 5.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 3.30 a.m. Pacific Time. That's on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Friday mornings. That's our early morning intercessory uh, prayer call. So please join us if you can. And as a reminder, our, uh, to go back, our Wednesday night small group Bible study, our start time is 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific, Pacific Standard Time. So please join us. Our monthly focus for the rest of the year actually will be for um, our spiritual and numerical growth 
for the body of Christ through our pastoral vision. So we're asking you, uh, we do believe in the power of agreement, so we're asking for the corporate body to pray first for our seeking of the kingdom of God and his righteousness as we lift up Christ so that we can draw others to the body of Christ, not just for the sake of numbers, but as TIs, we know that we are facing a daunting task in this this life's journey. So um, we need each other as we go through this. So please join us as we pray for unity, as we pray to be able to reach out to other TIs and draw them unto to Christ, as we pray for a greater benevolent spirit, and as we pray to, uh, for a spirit of hospitality as others come. And we also are praying for a burden of intercession according to God's will as we pray for not just for other TIs, but for the needs of whether it's the nation or justice or whatever as a group or however pastor leads us um, to pray. Now, in the newsletter and on the website, we have our daily prayer guide. So those are some of the things that we do pray for. So intercession is always about praying for others first. So please join us and take a look at the newsletter for some of the scriptures that we are using to, um, to follow as we pray for spiritual and numerical growth. So I thank you in that matter. So also, as we go through the rest of the service, we remind you lovingly to please mute your phones as we call attention to any background noise that may be going on where you are. We want to maintain the reverence of the service and show respect to the person that is speaking. So that brings our announcements to a close. Thank you for your attention. And don't forget to check your newsletter that you receive uh, in your emails or the website. Always please check the website. As a reminder, Sister Cheryl has done a fabulous job on the website. Always go to refugefromthestormchurch.org, uh, and Sister Cheryl is our website master. Now please let us uh, turn our hearts and our minds to worship, and we're going to invite the Holy Spirit to manifest his presence among us and to both flow freely in our worship and our praise through the preach word and our music, every aspect of our worship as we join together in one accord. Now, after we, after we have heard a, a recorded praise song, then Sister um, Carolyn will lead us through the rest of our service. And please pray for the speaker of the hour as she uh, delivers a word from the Lord. So we say, please be blessed in worship service today.
Are there are two scriptures selected today. The first one is taken from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 30, verses 9 through 14. The Lord your God will make you abound in all the work of your hand, in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, and in the produce of your land for good. For the Lord will again rejoice over you for good, as he rejoiced over your statue in this book of the law. And if you turn to the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. For this commandment which I command you today is not too mysterious for you, nor is it far off. It is not in heaven that you should say, Who will? beyond the sea, that you should say, who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it. But the word is very near you, in your mouth and in your heart, that you may do it. The second scripture selected today is from the book of uh, Psalms, Psalm 25, verses 1 through 9. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. Oh, my God, I trust in you. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. Indeed, let no one who waits on you be ashamed. 
Let those be ashamed who deal treacherously without cause. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all the day. Remember, O Lord, your tender mercies and your loving kindnesses. For they are from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth nor my transgressions. According to your mercy, remember me for your goodness sake, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he teaches sinners in the way. The humble he guides in justice. And the humble he teaches his way. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this day, for this is the day you have made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Forgive us when we fail to turn to you first with praise and thanksgiving, as all good things come from you. Nothing is ours, but all is yours, and we thank you for sharing your bounty with us. Forgive us when we fail to give you our complete and total attention, our heart and our soul. We often forget that we owe you our lives, for without you, Lord, we are indeed nothing. When we stumble and fall, thank you for your forgiveness of our sins. Help us to repent, Lord, and help us to live our lives according to your will and not ours. What a merciful God you are that you give us many chances to walk a straight path according to your statutes. How great you are indeed, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Now let us listen to a praise and worship song followed by the altar prayer, which will be offered today by Sister Helena.
Gracious Amen. Heavenly Father, we're just so thankful that we do serve a great and mighty God. And that you give us the ability to get together here again today. That you brought us through a week that for some has been a very difficult time. Father, we thank you for all the good things that you brought to us this past week. We thank you for the food that you supplied for us, the roof that we have over our heads. Father, that you care for us, that you love us as much as you do, that you never leave us, you never forsake us, no matter what we're going through. Indeed, you are a great and mighty God. And we bless and we praise your precious name today. We worship you. We adore you, Father God. And we thank you for your presence in our service today. And just invite the Holy Spirit to move amongst us in every home, to every caller that is on the line. Father, even those that were not able to make it today, may they hear your the prayers of your children, Father, extend it out to them and warm their hearts and lift them up. I pray, Father, for those that are going through struggles today and throughout this past week. We remember our sister Loretta, and we pray and lift her up today. We ask that you heal her father. That, Father, we pray for not just her father, but for all of us who have unsaved loved ones, Father God, that you will help us to be the right example for their lives, that somehow, some way, they can see you in us. And maybe not always in our works, but in our deeds, in our eyes, and how we command our lives before them. Father God, I pray for those who are suffering from financial needs today. I pray, Father, that you are the supplier of all of our needs, that you will supply each and every need. Father, for every TI on the line, everywhere around the world, those that are in prisons, those that are in mental health facilities, those that are on the streets, Father God, we just lift them all up to you and ask you to extend your hand of mercy and grace over them. Take care of them, Father. Send someone to them that knows you to help them out so no one should feel alone going through this monstrosity that we go through. Father, I continue to ask you to put an end to this. Father, we seek your face. We seek your favor. We ask that you move your hand and that you will change this situation around, that you will speak through to those that need to hear what we're going through, to our government officials, to our president, those who serve him, in our states, in our cities. Father God, open their deaf ears and open their blind eyes. Father, go in and change the hearts of those that are cold towards this situation, Father God, and soften them, Father God, toward us so that they will move quickly and put an end to this suffering, Father God. We thank you, Lord, that you sustain us, not just week by week, but moment by moment, sometimes minute to minute, 
even second to second sometimes. And Father, without you, we cannot make it. We will not make it. And we thank you that we can give you the glory because it's only because of you that we do make it. And that we are able to come back on the line on Saturdays and worship your precious name. I pray, Father, and I plead the blood of Jesus over everyone on this call today and those that were unable to make it today. I pray, Father God, that you will anoint each one and give each one their measure of wisdom and discernment. Father, that each one of us goes through same things, different things, and we need you in every aspect of our lives because we have nothing without you. We only exist because of you, Father God. Holy Spirit, we just invite you to take over the rest of this service today. We ask you to anoint Minister Juanita mightily, that every word that proceeds from her mouth will be yours and not of herself, Father, that you will give her the ability to just empty herself of self and lend herself over to your spirit, Father God. I pray for those of us who will be listening, that we will be fed, Father, to capacity. And we thank you, Father, for you are able. We pray, Father, for Pastor Millicent today, that as she listens, she too will be filled to overflowing, Father God, that you will replenish all that she gives out in her day, in her week, to not just us, but to so many others that we don't know about. Father God, I pray that you fill her with your peace, your wisdom, your discernment, Father, that you help her to know what direction to take this church into next, Father God, that you will just, Father God, she will have no doubts in her mind as to where you are leading her, and this church in its future, Father God. We pray for the upcoming conference. Father, on Friday, Father God, I pray that you will bring us together again, and we just agree in unity that there will be no problems with sound, with pictures, if that's what we need. Whatever, Father, we need, we ask you to supply it in abundance for us. Every word that is will be spoken, every song that may be sung, Father God, may you anoint and bless each speaker, each singer, each listener. And we thank you, Father God, for you are able, you are willing, and you are so kind. You are our loving Father. And we thank you, Father, and we bless your name. And we ask you now to just have your way with this service. Thank you for Refuge from the Storm Church, Father God. Thank you for planting it on this earth. Father God, it began with a seed, and we ask you to continue to seed this church. Father, I pray that you will just send those to the website, to wherever they need to, through a friend, whatever means you have for them. Father God, I ask you to just please send those that need to be heard, to be held, to be loved, and that you will equip us as a church to be loving, 
to be kind, to be united, to be helpful, Father, to be wise, and to accept everyone that comes in, no matter their station, no matter their pain, no matter their joy. Father God, may all feel welcome here in this, your church. And we thank you for what you've already done, and we praise you for what you're about to do yet, Father God. And we ask this, and we thank you in your precious and holy name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Sister Helena, for your passionate prayer. Now, to all listeners, worshipers, this is your invitation to giving. Our church, Refuge from the Storm, provides refuge from targeting by attending to the spiritual needs of those of us who are targeted. But we are also similar to other organizations in the targeted community in that we have financial needs to accomplish some of our goals. So for those listeners who are able, we'd like you to consider making a financial contribution. You can do it in any way you'd like and in any amount. We welcome one-time donations as well as weekly, monthly, quarterly, or annual contributions. To make your contribution, contact either the pastor, Reverend Millicent, by email at mgrace321 at gmail.com or contact Sister Gloria, our administrative assistant, at Refuge from Storm at AOL.com or go to our website at refugefromthestorm.org. Thank you. Now, in preparation for our weekly message, which will today be delivered by Minister Juanita, let us listen to a praise and worship song. So low, my faith seems to come and go. Some days, Father, I don't know how did my love go cold. Would you help me see again? This world is not the
to come together in the faith in our worship to God through Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior I'm always 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 made just joyful when we're able to do that it's power in it and there's strength in it and so when we are able, when we do, for as much as we do, um, it just empowers us all, just a little more. It transforms us all, just a little more, just a little more, getting us to that place where we are just the, we are in the fullness of Christ. And that's where God wants us to be. He wants to be at that maturity level where we're totally operating in the fullness of Christ. So we, I bless the Lord for this opportunity. I want to give honor where honor is due. Pastor Millicent, I thank her for allowing me and just listening to God to allow me the opportunity to, to sit in. This is my training ground, and I just bless the Lord for it. And um, so it's just a wonderful thing. And I just, I'm completely thankful that she allows this opportunity for me to allow the Lord to grow me. And just to be there as a pastor, as someone who will listen and someone who will be in the fight with you. So I bless the Lord for that. I bless the Lord for each person in their respective places. We're all in this 
these these this fight this battle together and so i pray today that the word that i give you will empower you all the more as we face these the enemy the enemy and what the enemy tries to do to stop the power of god from operating in our life so we honor the lord we honor each and every one of your presence here. And I say thank you. Father God, we are always honored to be in your presence, especially as we come together on one accord, touching, agreeing, uniting in the faith. God, I thank you that you are here in the midst I pray right now in the name of Jesus, God, that you show yourself strong on each person's behalf. I know, Father God, that you are looking upon the, the, each person, what they may be dealing with right now. And God, I know that you have never been without an answer or a solution. You have never been without a a. a, a answer to a problem. You said that you've been there from beginning to end. So you know what is happening. Your eyes are not blind to it. So I thank you, Father God, for giving them peace first and foremost right now so that the word can saturate their life, Father God. We want to mature so that we will abound in the fullness of Christ. So, Lord, I thank you, Father God, that you said we, we do these things by the word. So as the word is sown, Father God, I thank you for clearing every path out of the way so that it will take root and it will produce a harvest of a hundredfold. Oh, God, we thank you. Hallelujah. We give glory to your name. We shout glory to your name. Hallelujah. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy, God. I ask right now that you take control. Take control of all that pertains to this call, Father God, so that it will be used for your glory. So that your glory will abound. That not only we see it and know it, but the enemy, those who are working adversarially against us, they will know it too. You are God and you don't change. Hallelujah. I thank you that your power is immeasurable and it hasn't gone away. Bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. We give glory to your name, God. We give glory to your name. We honor you. We honor your presence today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to give you the title. The title of the lesson is God's Hope is at the End of Your Rope. God's Hope is at the End of Your Rope. I am going to be talking to you um, and really expounding on a couple of chapters of Isaiah. But the scripture text is coming from Isaiah, the 40th chapter, and the 
5th through the 31st verse. So I'm going to go on and read it now, but then we're going to do some backtracking before we actually get to um, these, these texts. So the 25th verse start, to whom will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? Who brings out the starry hosts one by one and calls forth each of them by name? Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord? My cause is disregarded by my God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of earth. He will not grow tired or weary. In his understanding, no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youth grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. That scripture, we are very aware of it. As a matter of fact, we hear it quoted very often. But leading up to this scripture, there is a lot that is going on in the entire book of Isaiah. Isaiah, of course, was a prophet who was sent to the southern kingdom of Judah. Now, of course, this was after Solomon had died, King Solomon had died, and the kingdoms were split in two. Ten of the tribes went to, were named Israel, and they were under one of his sons, and then the other two was under the other son. So they actually, there was a division after the death of King Solomon. Well, the southern kingdom had the two tribes and they was, that kingdom was called Judah. So it was the kingdom of Judah and then you had the kingdom of Israel once they split. Um, Isaiah was a prophet to the kingdom of Judah. And he, of course, um, he was prophet to four of the kings, um, Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah. Now, I'm going to actually um, enumerate on the chapters 36 through 40, just to kind of give you some history that leads up to uh, 40 and what it all means once you get to um, those verses I just read. But, of course, Isaiah had a very eventful 
life as a prophet for the Lord. So what it happened is um, back in chapter 36, we had a situation where you had um, the kingdom of Assyria, the Assyrian kingdom had invaded Israel and they were actually threatening Judah, the kingdom of Judah. Now the Assyrians was powerful and literally fearless. They were cruel, they were merciless and they had already invaded many, many kingdoms. So they were, they had their eyes on um, the kingdom of Judah. Hezekiah was the king at the time. What happened was the, the king, he started to invade the surrounding cities of Jerusalem. Now, I want us to look at this as I just kind of elaborate on the story. I want you to see that the enemy is age old. The same devices that he has used then, he's using now, does the same thing. So back in 36, it tells us that the Assyrians had invaded um, the surrounding cities. So, first of all, they made their presence known. And they couldn't get right to Jerusalem because Jerusalem was a fortified city. And it was strategically uh, protected, really, up on a mountain, or they say hill, but really um, kind of mountainous area. But if you look down, you could see where the Syrians had made their presence known. As you think about the targeting and some of the things that happen, the first thing they want to do is to make their presence known. That's the enemy. That's the devil at work. He wants to make his presence known. What did he do in the garden? He made his presence known. He made his presence known. So we see that what the enemy tries to do is enlarge their presence in your life. They try to make it appear that, and of course, um, even though Judah, uh, Jerusalem, and Hezekiah, King Hezekiah, was somewhat threatened by it, They made it appear that they were so surrounded that there was no way they were going to get out of the situation. The enemy is doing the same thing. Make it appear that you are so, there are so many who are out to get you, so many who are against you, that the enemy wants you to believe that you're small, you're helpless and hopeless. So the first uh, trick they use and the enemy uses and the Assyrian used 
was an elevated presence. So the second thing we saw, as you read the story, this starts on in chapter 36, you notice that now their presence is there. They start to send the threats to King Hezekiah and the people. When the devil wants to break you down, he will always start with threats. Why? Threats stir up fear. Fear eventually, if it's not dealt with, it paralyzes a person mentally, socially, and emotionally. The body has a general response, either flight, fight, or freeze. Which of those responses that are chosen is based on the person's perception of their resources and their support system? So many people tend to, you know, feel like, hey, I can win this, they'll fight. If they feel like, hey, I can't win this, hey, I'm, I'm fleeing for my life. Or when they just don't know what to do, they freeze and don't do anything. So the second tactic is to send threats. We will see um, where, and I'm going to read you a couple of those in a moment, the threats that were sent to King Hezekiah and the people of Judah or the kingdom of Judah. But we want to remember that fear causes many functions to shut down because it puts the body in survival mode. It releases stress hormones, which eventually over time lead to weakened immune systems, cardiovascular and gastrointestinal problems, and it increases aging both long-term and short-term memory is also affected as well as one's energy level. So the enemy loves to send threats, and that's where we saw the Assyrians. So um, I'm going to read you a couple of the threats um, in chapter 36, starting at verse 15, where he tells Hezekiah, well, it was several threats. One, he was saying, oh, I know Hezekiah, you're going to run to the Egyptians, those traitor Egyptians that you can't trust, and they're not going to be able to save you. Then he said, and you're going to run to your God. Now, let me read that part so you'll see. So he goes on. Excuse, you're going to hear the, the turning of papers, but I'm getting there. Sorry about that. Um, starting at the 15th verse, and he said, um, well, sorry, 14. This is what the king says. Now, this is um, Sennacherib. He's the king. Uh, Sennacherib is the king of the Syrians. So this is what he says to King Hezekiah and the people of Judah. He says, do not let Hezekiah deceive you. 
he cannot de deliver you. Do not let Hezekiah persuade you to trust in the Lord when he says, the Lord will surely deliver us. This city will not be given into the hands of the king of Assyria. Do not listen to Hezekiah. This is what the king of Assyria says. So he is just really at a point where he's just mocking them. He's mocking them. And that's another tactic. Another tactic. So first, the elevated presence make you feel like you're hopeless and helpless. Third, the second, the threats. And we see that. I read it to you. And then the mocking. Proverbs, the 22nd chapter in the 10th verse says, drive out the mocker and out goes strife, quarrels, and insults are ended. Mocking is designed to take away your peace and take away your joy. So if you deal with that, it's a tactic from the enemy. It's a tactic that they use because they know that it takes away a person's peace and their joy. Further used to kind of as a breakdown. But um, as the mocking continued through the king, um, he said in verse 18, have the gods of any nation, now this is what the king is saying to the people. Well, it really wasn't the king, but it was the king's commander who was speaking on behalf of the king. He said, have the gods of any nation ever delivered their lands from the hands of the king of Assyria? Who of all the gods of these countries have been able to save their lands from me? How then can the Lord deliver Jerusalem from my hand? The enemy tried to make them seem. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So the enemy tried to make them seem both helpless and hopeless. However, how we respond is everything. So we're still in chapter 36, and we are going to look at verse 21. It takes the wisdom of God to deal with the shrewdness of the enemy. So Hezekiah, King Hezekiah, had already told the people. So verse 21 says, but the people remained silent. So they were trying to stir them up. They were mocking. Their, they got the threats going on. They have made their presence known, trying to get them stirred. And it says, but the people remained silent and said nothing in reply because the king had commanded, do not answer 
him. Hezekiah understood the power behind Psalms 46. When King David, his forefather, wrote, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. If you read Psalms 46, there's a lot of terrifying things happening, just like it is now. But we see that God tells King David to be still. This is verse 11. Be still and know that I am God. He said, I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. So even though Jerusalem, where King Hezekiah was, it was a fortified city had a wall. It was really elevated. However, they did not depend on that. They did not depend on that because they understood that anything of human efforts can be destroyed. So King David taught them to depend on the power of God. So they stood strong. They stood strong. And even though they didn't crumble in the face of the enemy, because the enemy was there taunting them, they certainly crumbled in the presence of the Lord. If we're going to crumble, that's where we need to crumble, in the presence of the Lord. We go on to 37, where it tells us that they tore their clothes in um, King Hezekiah put on sackcloth. He went to the temple to seek the face of God. And then he sent his un envoy to, um, to Isaiah, the prophet. Now, remember, this is Isaiah, of course, writing this information. So he, he sent his envoy to really... Um, to get advice, spiritual advice from Isaiah, the, pro the prophet. But King Hezekiah did not hesitate to put on sackcloth, tear his clothes, put on sackcloth, and go to the temple and pray to God. The enemy... When he was mocking them, said, I know you are going to run to those worn down Egyptians who are, in a sense, traitors. The enemy wants us running here and there, trying to find help from any source we think we have available to us. When we meet with disappointment, because they being human can offer us no more than what we can oftentimes do for ourselves, it adds fuel to the enemy's fire. That means that gives them an opportunity to mock even more. And they've already 
they've already set fire in our backyards. So I thank God that he already has given us a story that had been played out in history. He gave it to us in the Bible so that when these things happen to us, we will know how to respond. So as we read chapter 37, we look at how Hezekiah responded. First, it was repentance. And we got to understand repentance. So we're going to talk a little bit about it. They all tore their clothes and they covered themselves in ash and sackcloth. Um, but before we get to the point of God redemption, because he did redeem them, we want to, God has to get us to a point where he can counter the reverse effects of the situation. And how does he do that? One, through repentance. If you go to the 40th chapter where our scripture test is coming from, from the beginning, it says, God is on the scene here. And it says, comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her heart service has been completed, that her sins has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up. Every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level and rugged places a plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed. And all the people will see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. God speaks comfort, which is opposite of fear. He also speaks reassurance for his people. Then he gives instructions. He says, in the wilderness where we all experience, we all know that wilderness is any harsh place that you are having to endure. So even though it may not be, you may not be out in a um, physical wilderness in the natural sense, but in the spiritual sense, we're in a wilderness place. But he tells the people to make the way for the Lord. He tells them to make straight in the desert a highway for our God. All that means is repentance. Repentance is not necessarily about the things that you've done or the carnal sins. It means change the way you are responding to the harsh conditions. Repentance is change the way you are responding 
to the heart conditions. First of all, we have to realize that you can't hold on to fear and hold on to the hand of God at the same time. Second Timothy 1.7 tells us, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. So these are the things that we should be holding on to. Repentance is the path that makes the way for God to come in and level the ground for you. Luke, the third chapter, the third through the sixth verse, tells us that John actually preached repentance and forgiveness of sins. He went on to say that Jesus was going to come after him. And he was going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and power. In some scriptures, it says fire. Repentance is not about whether there was sin committed to cause these situations to happen. It is about turning away from viewing these situations and conditions through our own perception, the human perception. Seeing things as impossible, that's what the enemy wants us to believe. Also, through the limits of our resources, which human resources are based on scarcity, which means being in short or limited supply. So we run from this place to another place, trying to get relief when, truth be told, nothing of human effort avails. So we make way, we make way, that's making way in the desert. We make way, it's making the way in the wilderness for the Lord to come into these harsh conditions to bring comfort, hope, and deliverance. Repentance changes our view and our perception. The enemy is no longer this overwhelming, impenetrable entity. He is a defeated foe under our feet, according to Luke 10 and 19. After repentance comes power. When the way is made straight, God moves in and starts to level the situation. He says his glory will be revealed. All the people will see it. There is a time when the people were to open their mouth, but it was not to engage in fighting words with the enemy. Isaiah tells them in verse in chapter, uh, chapter 40, 9 and 10, I'm going to read it for you. He tells them that you bring good news to Zion. Go up on a, high, on a high mountain. You who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up. Do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. See, the sovereign Lord comes with power, and he rules with a mighty arm. See, his reward is with him, and his recompense accompanies him. 
So we see where the time to open our mouth or our voices was to declare the power, the glory, and the victory that is contained in the God we serve, the God we worship. And he will not be denied. He will not be denied the honor that is due him. This fight, despite what we may think, is not about us. It is about God's glory being revealed through us to a fallen world. It is about being used as a vessel of God to demonstrate his presence and his power in any condition or a situation we experience. Isaiah enumerates on God's greatness and goes on to say that people are like grasshoppers. So we must put things in perspective. And he also says that God insists, he sits enthroned upon, above the circle of earth. That's verse 25. And then he goes on to ask, to whom will you compare me? Or who is my equal? Says the Holy One. He tells us to consider this great universe. So we go into the text. That the scripture text for today. First, God, we need to remember, God has been dealing with evil on this earth since the fall of man and will continue to deal with it until he unfolds his final plan to end it once and for all. So he is not oblivious to what we experience. We sometimes, in the heat of this battle, becomes oblivious to God's divine plan for it all. I have read the Bible from cover to cover, and the only hint of frustration in the Bible was when God's people rebelled against his direction. We get frustrated when it appears that evil has the upper hand. But we are to be reminded, we are to remind ourselves of God who is almighty. His power and his might resides with him. He tells us in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all, and I emphasize all, all of your heart, all of your heart, and lean not to your own understanding. That's the repentant part where we tend to see things through our own experience, our own limited sight. We are not sitting high on the universe, so we don't understand why some things happen and why they happen. But we can trust the almighty God that is that's a mouthful. We ask it. We ask, as with all our hearts, that we trust him. We have to ask ourselves, 
God, show me. We have to say, assess me. David says, test me. Now, that was a bold move on David's part to say, test me. Test my heart, God. Assess me, God. Let me know. I encourage you to read and meditate on Proverbs chapter 3. It will give you some awesome instructions as to how we are expected to live out our life. No person on this earth is exempt from frustrations and the challenges that we live with. The Bible tells us that the earth itself is enduring the pain of sin. However, when your hope is in the Lord, your strength will be renewed in such a way that you will soar on wings like eagles. Now, what does that mean? Well, I found this interesting fact out. It says scientists who study eagles say that eagles can live for about 70 years. However, there is a midpoint at 40 where they will choose to die or go through a renewal process that will add another 30 years or more to their life. The, new, the renewal process is gruesome. They have to literally crack their beats. They go into isolation. They crack their beats against hard rock until it's completely gone. This allows their body to grow a new one. They take that beak, that new beak, and they pluck out old feathers so that the body will grow new, more youthful feathers. They do this to every part of their body until it is completely renewed as it was in their youth. So how does this apply to renewing, that renewing that our hope is in Christ? Well, I'm going to use the, the ending of the plight of Judah under King Hezekiah to explain that. The king of Assyria continued to taunt him with messages. Now, what happened was the king, even after the first time he went to the temple, he prayed, and God sent the message through Isaiah that um, they were not going to evade, uh, they were not going to invade Jerusalem. Well, they, they didn't invade Jerusalem, but he continued to send them threats, and he continued to taunt them. I mean, really, it was serious. He sent them a letter. So what did King Hezekiah do? King Hezekiah took the letter that he sent to the temple. Now, King Hezekiah had already gotten the information from Isaiah the prophet, that no, they are not going to, God is not going to allow them to invade Jerusalem. He still continued to taunt him, okay? But he had already received that promise. So Hezekiah took the letter to the temple and he laid it before the altar. This is 
Isaiah and um, the 15th chapter and the 20th verse. And I'm going to read that real quick. And it says <clears throat> that surely the nations are like a drop in a bucket. They are regarded as dust. Let me make sure I'm on one. On the, the scales, he weighs the islands as though they were fine dust. Lebanon, I am in the wrong place. I'm sorry. Okay, so let me go back backwards. Um, <clears throat> I, I, it was uh, the 37th chapter, and it says, Hezekiah prayed to the Lord. He took the letter to the temple. He spread it out before the Lord, and he prayed to the Lord. Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, enthroned between the cherubims, you alone are God over all the kingdoms of the earth. This is what he's praying. You have made heaven and earth. Give ear, Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, Lord, and see. Listen to all the word Sennacherib has sent to ridicule the living God. He took that letter. He prayed to the Lord and he just addressed what uh, the king of Assyria was doing, ridiculing, trying to make an entire fool out of Jerusalem and their living God. So God sends a message through Isaiah and he says, now, Lord, the Lord our God, no, this is um, King Hezekiah, he's finishing praying, and he says, Now, Lord our God, deliver us from his hand so that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you, Lord, are the holy and only God. He it was about God's glory. It wasn't about King uh, Hezekiah. Really, it was about these people trying to mock God and bring him down to the human level. And Hezekiah was not having it. He represented the glory of God on this earth like we all do. Those who are his, we represent his glory. We represent his kingdom. And so God responded in such a way that he changed the situation completely. It tells us in verse 36. Now, here the army is encamped around what well, actually he had moved because the first time Hezekiah prayed, King Hezekiah prayed, he sent in the king from Cush to fight against them. So it pushed them back. But that did not stop uh, the king of Assyria for taunting them and sending them the, the... So what happened the second time when King Hezekiah made that prayer and he petitioned and he is saying, God, this is about your glory and we're representing your glory. And so what happened? 
it said that the angel of the Lord put to death 80, 185,000 soldiers. And so the king got up and he went back to Assyria. And while he was in the temple worshiping his God, his own two sons came in and killed him. Oh, God put an end to that. He put an end to the taunting, the threats, the saying, oh, I'm going to demean, oh, your God cannot save you. He put an end. So what we see and understand is Satan uses people as pawns for his spread of evil and wickedness. When we fight against evil in the human form, you're going to go tired. First, because as long as Satan exists, he is going to use those who are willing to do his bidding. All we have to do is pick up a history book or a movie or just turn on the news. Get an old newspaper. The evil has continued since the first murder committed by Cain. It was just as gruesome. It, the evil is just as gruesome in the past as it is today. So that has not changed. But God does promise that he is going to bring an end to it and an end to Satan's kingdom. God has granted us victory, strength, joy, peace, and provision in the midst of these evil times and these evil situations. He is still showing himself strong and mighty in the midst of situations that are crawling with terrible conditions. We have to be willing to allow him to take us through that renewal process. We want to pluck off of us anything that exemplifies human effort so that God's glory can be revealed in us and through us and in all that he directs us to do for his kingdom because he wants his kingdom to come and his kingdom to dominate this earth. The power, the fire, the passion that we receive through the Holy Spirit baptism endues us with power as we couple that with the power in the word of God, prayer to God in all situations, in all conditions, before you do anything or say anything, and a renewed mind in Christ. We want to be determined to live out our life for the glory of God. We want to live out our life for the glory of God. He will not fail us in any way.
I want to pray. Father, I thank you, Father God, that you have already foretold of situations and conditions that the enemy is going to use or try to use. And we see it. We experience those things. But God, you've already showed us that you have the victory in the end. And because you have the victory, we have the victory because we are your children. We are heirs of salvation and we represent your kingdom. I thank you, God, for showing yourself strong to the enemies that try to demean your people and make them think that they are greater or larger than your power. You said in your word that there is no power, there is no wisdom, there is nothing that can supersede you. So I thank you, God that we represent your glory, you show yourself strong. You promise that you will renew our strength. Lord, we repent of any and all things that puts you in the, on the back burner. We repent of any and all things that puts you second and that puts something or any situation ahead of you. Lord, we seek your wisdom first and foremost. We seek your understanding first and foremost. We seek your deliverance first and foremost, God. And I thank you that you do not fail your people. Empower us, cause us to rise up like you said you would with wings of eagles. I thank you, God. We shout your glory, we shout your praise, and we shout your honor. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Minister Juanita, thank you for your beautiful, enlightening, and mighty sermon and prayer and for reminding us that God's hope is at the end of our rope. Now, in celebration of receiving God's message through Mr. Juanita's sermon, let us listen to a praise and worship song. It will be followed by the invitation to discipleship. Not to 
We are at the point in the worship service where we will offer the invitation to disciples. If you are on the call tonight and you desire to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, please remember. or at the end of the rope. Some steps to take on the road to salvation. Admit you can't save yourself from salvation. Be willing to repent from your sin. Believe that Jesus Christ died for you and rose again to be your Lord. Invite Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and Savior.
Pray this prayer of salvation. Dear God, I know I'm not where I want I believe that I believe that Jesus died on the cross to Life, Jesus. Please wash me clean from all Come into my life, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. I ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Unite with refuge from the storm church. in your local community. It's at M. Grace, email us at m at gmail.com to become a member for prayer. We're having some technical difficulties. Um, we apologize for the I'm being continuously muted and unmuted as well Let us listen. Sister Helena, would you please play the closing praise and worship song? It will be followed by final remarks. Yes, Carolyn. Um, can you hear Thank me? Thank you. We can hear. Well, um, I will play.
going to turn my speaker. hold Carol, please email. Elena, go ahead and play your song.
Dr. Millicent? <clears throat> yes. I'm going to play Keep my unmuting. Song. Okay. What's happening? The perps have taken over the board. If you all would pray, I'd appreciate it. I am. God is still in charge. As soon as I unmute someone, they mute it right back, and I don't. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, God, for this day. We thank you who you are. Yes, Millicent. I'm asking everyone if they would go to the emotional wellness. Uh, code, we're going to have to close this out because we can't seem to recover, recover control. So if you would please go to the, uh, and we're not going to call it out so that the perps who have been interfering with us this evening won't be able to follow, hopefully. So we're going to go to the code.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.